Hello and welcome to Tracks, Brighton's premier music podcast. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is episode 32. 32. You join us on unusually a Friday night we're recording this time. Yeah. And it's a pretty special one for me. Yeah. My kid sister's in the house. <laughs> and we're going to do another Old New Borrowed Blue. Yeah. That's the kind of one. We haven't done it for a whole two episodes. <laughs> Anyone would think we're running out of ideas. I think it's at least three. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, it was 30 we did it for, and now it's 32. No. Yes, we did it for 30. That was the whole oh, thing. Oh, old new Beverly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry. You will be sorry. <laughs> Ruin my intro again. <laughs> yeah, this was a really fun episode, I think. Yeah. We had a good laugh. It's been a while since we had a guest as well. It was overdue. And we couldn't think of that one. So, why not just get into it? Give them what the people want. Yeah. An episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where will they find me, oh, you well. and Lizzie? Tim, Tim, Tim. We're going to see them on the flip side, aren't we? Of course. It's going to be on the flip are. side. Oh, yeah. Flipping it. Flip that side. <laughs> Shall we begin? Have you ever listened to WTF? Did you see the way they come into the, sen- the yeah. conversations? It's like, ah, I don't know why I'm here. I hate myself. <laughs> it's like, I had a shit. I had a shit this morning. <laughs> it still stinks. It's been eight hours. My calf was sick on my waffles. Still ate them. They were nicer than usual. I'm confused. <laughs> What does that say about me? <laughs> I mean... Nah. <laughs> right now, material. <laughs> Marin material too Marin quick. Does, he runs out, he just goes... Nah. <laughs> Welcome to our humble abode, Lizzie. How does it feel to be in the tracks lair? Not great. Lair. Are you humbled? <laughs> Are you humbled? <laughs> I'm humbled. Yeah. Not feeling my best, I'll be honest. No? No. It's been a good day. No. <laughs> you all have bad days. I have no idea. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> Early start, but apart from that, lovely. So Lizzie, is this your podcast debut? It is. I went podcast. I was going to say, you're purely bringing because out the, of the uh Because of the c- present company. Yeah. It's funny this, Lizzie, you might notice this a little bit. Um... When in family company, we all go a little bit more northern. I don't think I ever go full northern. No. But just a touch more. A little bit. I mean, if we're hanging out with Michelle, then we're all... We're, we're big northerners by that stage. But you've, you've got to, really. Yeah. It's rude not to. You know. I don't know if I should start saying things. Things. You yeah. should probably say something, because this is... I mean, like, <laughs> some northern stuff. Go on, then. Let's break the ice. Podcast. <laughs> That was good. Can't think of anything else. I have no material. Oh, for God's sake. This is rubbish. Northern. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, I'm building the house. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of anything. Right, let's move swiftly on. <laughs> so, as alluded to earlier, we're doing Old New Borrowed Blue. So you know Old New Borrowed Blue, right? I do. How many times have you listened to our podcast? Several. Several? <laughs> is that a diplomatic answer? It certainly is. 
I know you've listened to a few. A fair few. Not the most out of everyone. I mean, you no. know, we have listeners that listen every single day. Yeah, I mean, the hundreds of them. I mean, mainly Sometimes us. three or four times. As you've that. heard, like, I like to listen to us when I'm doing my ironing. So, that's an interesting <laughs> moment. When you walk into the kitchen and just see me there listening to myself. <laughs> kind of dancing to your own words. It's a bit weird. Yeah, no music. Just me. My own voice. Um... But what's interesting is that I know, uh, I think, I don't know if we're taking this offensively or not, but I know you prefer the Spotify playlists Yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> you like the music, not that bothered about listening to your brother, bang on. But I suppose that's natural. It's a little bit embarrassing. What is? Me talking? <laughs> but you're in the you're number one show ever. Only a tiny bit. No, it's not embarrassing, I'm world famous. <laughs> i really proud. Thanks, though. I mean, I really appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry. Totally fine. But, no, you're here. So, if it's embarrassing for me, it's embarrassing for you too. We've brought you in to the land of tracks. And we're going to start your initiation, induction, whatever other word there is for that, by picking an old track. Now, you like old music. I do. Like, you're a vinyl listener, I think? I'm definitely a vinyl listener. Predominantly? Um, most of the time, I'd say. Because I hear music coming out of your room, but, like, it's quite, like, a private thing, I think. Like, you don't... You're not a big sharer of music. Yeah, I don't play things to other people too often. Why is that? I keep it to myself. Is it, is it like, I'm a sure. sanctuary thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably. That's fair. So, old. Did you have a lot of choices? Was this an easy pick or was this a really difficult one? I thought this would be the easiest, but it's probably the hardest, to be honest. Why? There's just too many. Yeah, so like, you love loads of old music, but yeah. you could have picked literally anything. I just didn't know what I wanted to share to the masses. Yeah, I mean... Rest assured, <laughs> if you wanted to share it to the masses, this is not the podcast to <laughs> so come on. So, were there contenders? There were many contenders. I didn't want to be too obvious with something that everyone else would know. I wanted to share something different, but yeah, okay. it was a difficult one. So, like, often people don't want to go too obvious. Like, I think you're the seventh or eighth person that we've had on to do Old New Borrowed Blue. No one's done the Beatles. No one's done the Rolling Stones. No one's done, like, Frank Sinatra. No one... Have we had an Elvis? Mm, Emily nearly chose Elvis, but not Emily quite. came close to Elvis, but... Although, still... we have had people that have chosen big names and big people that we aren't so knowledgeable on. So I think yeah, sometimes you can't really be wrong. You can't always pick somebody that you think yeah, exactly. this is too obvious because to you it might be obvious. Like for me, if I had to pick a song that I absolutely love, I'd think well, this is stupid because everyone knows it. But yeah, actually yeah. there's so many people that maybe every other every listener we have hasn't heard that song. Yeah, exactly. So you can't really be wrong in yeah, choosing like music. Dan was a case in point because he picked Pink Floyd and we were both just like mm, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't know, mate. I know I'm a bit but not much. Yeah. So, like, it kind of works like that. So, The Grand Unveil. First song choice. Old. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going 
George Baker, Little Green Bag. Okay, tell us, like, what made you pick that? This is... Because I don't, I don't even know who George Baker is. I think you'll know this song. It's the opening song for Reservoir Dogs, which you said you haven't seen. But Tim doesn't you see must films. Have done. I legit haven't seen Reservoir Dogs. You must have done. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen Trainspotting. I haven't seen Star Wars. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. I haven't seen Harry Potter. I'm mm. like a... Like, this is the funny thing. So Have you seen Jaws? I have seen Jaws. I like Jaws. Okay. I saw Jaws at the Duke of York's like a few years ago. <laughs> that was my first time. And it was great. I was well into it. A few years ago. Okay. Yeah. But like, although I'm massively into music, I'm very much... In our family, we're a bit like split in the middle. Yeah. I'm mum. You're dad. Mum has absolutely no idea that popular culture is even a thing. Like, until a couple of years ago, she did not know Elton John was gay. That is a fact. Like, that is where we are. That's so, a fact. Yeah. I didn't know that No, either. she genuinely yeah. didn't know. Well, you didn't know that he was gay? I didn't know that, no. That Elton John oh, Elton John. Sorry, I'm thinking Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Oh my God, that is, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's married to a man, but... Uh, wrong person, sorry. Yeah. No, Elton John. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Mum didn't know until like 2012. Yeah. So yeah, she just like lives in this little bubble that popular culture doesn't permeate. And whilst I listen to music, films are just, it's just this mystery world to me that I just haven't seen any of them. I'm closer to you because I don't didn't know the name. I thought it was like a relative of Ted Baker or something. I have no idea. But I do know the opening tune to Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Yeah. I'm much more of a film person. Yeah, you Sometimes are. more than you music, watch, occasionally, you? yeah. Yeah. I love a watch, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You're always telling me to watch things. Yes. And I'm always like, I'm never going to watch it. I will do now. that and never does. No, I don't even, I've stopped even saying I will now. Yeah, well. Today I made you explain the whole of Black Mirror to me because <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> Two episodes were. <laughs> oh, God. I did watch The Apprentice last night, though. That was oh, good. God. That's a bottle of wank. No, it was good. They are in Brighton. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Like, you know, by, um, like... Nando's and Offspring and Chucky Wucky Doodah and all that. Yeah. They were like selling fudge off the back of like one of those like bikes where you can like have a big stall on the back. And the guy like tried to ride it down into the bollards and like Did sort it? Of crashed there a little bit and like had to turn around. Did it uh, look like it was filmed in the summer? Yeah. Oh, it sure. was funny. And there was also like a bit where they had like a big argument on the seafront. Mm. And like half the team were like selling things by the carousel. And half of them were like, buy the i360. And they're having an argument like, just come here now. And they're like, we're miles away. It's like, you are two minutes away from each other. This is ridiculous. Really? What is wrong with you? People? I hate it when that happened. There was a show a while ago, I think it's some kind of police show. Yeah. And it was all like fictional. But you'd see somebody, it was all set in Brighton. So you'd yeah. see somebody driving down like West Street. And then the other one would be them going down, yeah. what's the road across near the pier? Yeah. And they'd be like, we're like 50 miles away. It's like, you're literally 30 <laughs> this, seconds this away. This was the other annoying in. thing. So they were, you know, like when they're on their way at the beginning and they're like uh, planning dun, their strategy. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Like they were clearly just driving up and down the seafront. So you'd see like Hove Lagoon in the background and they're driving towards Shoreham. And I'm like, where are you going? There's no need for you to be driving in that direction. Oh, and they're wow. just like, we'll be there soon. We're off to pitch to Brighton Hove Albion. It's like, wrong way. Are you lost? <laughs> You're nowhere near Falmer. Yeah. Stupid. Anyway, back... <laughs> don't know how we got there. Back to your song. I've completely forgotten where it was. Old. 
And it was Baker. <laughs> <laughs> it was old, yeah. It was Jerry Baker. Baker. Little Green Bag. Okay, should we have a little listen? And then we'll come back from it. Yeah. Most songs back then did just kind of fade uh, out. Yeah, oh, it's Reading. Which one is it? Morning Pretty in Pink. Oh, yeah, I know the song you mean. It's funny because I I like to imagine that he's like, um, he's still in the booth singing. They've just faded (laughs) him out. I just want it to be going. I want a big ending. (laughs) The producer's like, this song's like two and a half minutes. We need to like cut this out. George, stop, (laughs) mate. And he's just like, But that was cool. Though. I I don't know that song. No. Oh, I know. I th- I feel like I knew the chorus, but even then, I didn't really know the chorus. I mean, the main criteria for a song I love is a song I can walk to and feel really fucking cool. Because you're a bit like that. A lot yeah. of your choices come from um, like walking, your walking to work, to work playlists. playlists. Yeah. <laughs> I have to feel cool on the way to work. Yeah. yeah. It's got to feel like I'm in a film. It's got like a bit of a march. Yeah. Like, I don't have many of those. I think I played one of them before, which was that. Um, I like all the girls and all the girls oh, like me. That's a great one. That's, yeah, I, that, the story I told on the podcast was yeah. that I used to play that as I walked into school. <laughs> Definitely not true, but I was just like, <laughs> all of the girls like me. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> tiny little man. Um, yeah, that was cool. So of all the old songs, because there's loads of old songs. That's one thing you can say categorically about music. There's loads of them. There is a lot. That was the one. What What is it that really does it for you? You can walk to it. I can walk to it. I, yeah, I listen to it pretty much daily just because it makes me feel really cool when I'm walking. Okay. Is this something you have on record, on vinyl then? I don't have this one on vinyl actually. Because you were talking about you being a bit of a vinyl gal. Is it, you is it stuff that you. vinyl though, Harry. No, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Otherwise. Um, but are you somebody that's kind of taken on a record collection of a parents, or is this something you built yourself? Yeah, I've I've taken on my dad's record collection, and I've gathered built upon it. You've nicked it, is uh, what has happened. As he, the as his, he voluntarily gave it to me as his eldest child and the first in line as the only male <laughs> in the family. That was rightfully mine, and it has been thieved Sexist. from under my no, legally. <laughs> That was mine. <laughs> and it's been nicked. I asked. I got. No, of course. Because we know that's how it works. <laughs> but let's not get into family domestic on the podcast. Um, but yeah, you, you bought like quite a lot of, of your own stuff as well. You've got tons of seven inches, I noticed. Yeah, I've got loads. That was from an auntie of ours. Really? There's a lot of weird shit in there. Oh, really? But <laughs> Good stuff or like just weird, weird stuff? Um, not necessarily. Which auntie? I've... Michelle. It's Michelle. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's all Garrett. It's all, this is all Garrett this material Garrett in the cupboard. She's written her name the listeners, on that's everything Michelle. That she's owned. Okay. Yeah, there's some good stuff. There's a bit of original Elvis in there. Nice. 
bit of original kinks. It's good stuff. Kinks? Yeah. Not bad. No, it's not bad at all. It's one of the only things uh, our granddad has as well in his record collection. There's like all classical stuff and then the kinks is in there. Yeah. A bit of Buffalo Springfield, I believe. <laughs> right. uh, not much else. Not much else contemporary stuff. No. Uh, yeah, that was that was cool. So the only question I have is that like I know that like eighties is a big era for you. What made you leave behind the eighties in that section? Um, the eighties stuff is a lot that I've gotten from our dad. Okay, so that's to come. Um, Should we hold off on yeah, it? Yeah, borrowed is a section for that. But I feel like I get more into the 60s stuff yeah. because I discovered that myself and it feels like my own thing. Yeah, I know exactly what I mean. Yeah. Because I, our dad, he's, that's not his thing at all. No. He doesn't, he doesn't like any of that. Yeah. yeah. Really? Nothing? No, 60s stuff just really isn't his bag. Like, he'll like bits and pieces, but... He's an indie kid, isn't he? Mm. And indie wasn't really a thing in the 80s. There's a the there's a, in the 80s, it very much was. That's there's the an point. age gap. But my mum and dad always... I always talk to them about the Smiths and say, you like fans of them. They they really couldn't give a shit. I think it's a, a, a demographic thing as well, though. Your parents are Southern. <laughs> Yeah, my dad's a Londoner. Yeah, um, that's not that's not meant like uh, dismissively at all. I think if you were growing up in the eighties in the north, yeah, Morrissey spoke to you more. Than... Yeah, my dad was a Beatles and a Kinks and yeah. Led Zeppelin fan. But... Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, the sixties stuff. You are sat here in a mustard, almost roll neck jumper. So, <laughs> like, we not could have guessed, off, right? Like... It's not yeah. far yeah. off. It's close. I mean, I'm sat here in a PCC school uniform, so I don't know what's going on. You actually are, really. <laughs> yeah. I could have got away with it back in the day. I don't care. I'm just in a creased shirt. Harry, it's not even that creased. It is. I left today and I felt embarrassed. <laughs> it looks quite well ironed. Yeah, it's not point. well ironed. It's not ironed even badly. It's not ironed. <laughs> it's not ironed at all. So, next one. I know for a fact... Well, I don't know for a fact. I'm guessing for a fact. It's going to be your most difficult selection. New. Yeah, definitely a struggle. When was the last time you think you listened to something which came out, like, less than a week ago? Less than a week ago? Yeah. I listened to Solange. Solange. <laughs> I don't know how Shit, to Solange. say that. Solange. <laughs> Solange. Yeah, apparently we've been if saying it wrong. If you're in Yorkshire, really? it's Solange. Solange. Yeah. Solange. Right. I listened to her new album pretty swiftly, but before that, possibly never. Possibly never in your entire life. Do you remember the last life. time you looked forward to an album to come out or something? Um, maybe Falls. Okay. The newest song? Yeah. Because I've got, I remember you like really looking forward to a few records, but like not many. There's never been many. I've always been exploring the back catalogue, really. Uh, that that Patrick Wolf record you were massively into. What was it, uh, Looper, Callia or? Yeah, that was the first one. That wasn't the one that I really, really loved. But no, but the one that came out that you were like, yeah, absolutely buzzing for. Right. A, Patrick arrived. Wolf, I loved for a very long time. Patrick Wolf's still great, isn't it? Yeah, he's still fantastic. Yeah. What do you think it is well. that stops you from kind of 
wanting to discover new stuff more you're more interested in kind of digging through the old stuff to find things that you love yeah i i don't know no i don't think it is very answerable it's just the the sound that i get from it i love the sound of vinyl do you like love the depth of it do you like artists that kind of try to imitate that kind of sound from those days (laughs) (laughs) because there 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 is a resurgence of kind of 60s sounding new bands yeah i I can get into it but it's never going to be as good as the original 60s stuff Mm. i just because of the way it's recorded absolutely love it yeah i mean there's a warmth in the sound that you can't really recreate but at the same time i think like things moved in the same direction for a reason right like things sound better now they yeah. do but that you get people trying to make things sound old now don't you it's, yeah it's quite amazing that yeah well like uh whitney we when we were in manchester for uh for the moz gig which i'm sure we'll discuss at some point um i introduced you to whitney and you were very much into that and weirdly we went to some like tiny little pub church thing and they were playing the entire album cover to cover which was really bizarre yeah. well not maybe, maybe not cover to cover they but I mean the same song about three times people, <laughs> they were playing it the entire time we were there yeah. I haven't heard it anywhere apart from me trying to play it myself no I the, just this, haven't heard that the, we heard nothing but this was immediately <laughs> after we left Manchester Arena went and got a drink and it was just Whitney were you talking about it before mm-hmm. yeah I'd Showed you it on the train, I think. Yeah, it's weird that that happens. It's a weird little I remember at the day I was um, really kind of, I think it was a week after we were listening to um, the Beatles, or we went to the Beatles um, documentary thing, I was trying to listen to them quite a lot. And then I went a full day listening to them, and then I went out for coffee with somebody, and they were playing the album non-stop, or like they are just playing Beatles non-stop. Yeah. I, I often find that, I'll get into somebody and then suddenly I just hear them everywhere. Yeah, the Beatles are maybe a little bit different because they just tend to be played yeah, everywhere anyway. Play but, but Whitney's a very—that's odd. Yeah, that, that, that's that was niche. Me. Yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. bizarre because I thought I was like super cool. <laughs> showing you. I was like, listen to this. Yeah, before that though, you know, yeah. this I wouldn't know Whitney without this show. No, exactly. Shout out Dan Brooks. Yeah. Um, I forgot how we got to Whitney. Um, yeah, that is a weird thing. Like, um, you would have loved it the other week. Last Wednesday, when I went to see uh, the Oasis documentary. Which, by the way, listeners, is great. You should all go and check out Supersonic. It's really, 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 really good. But I went into the Hare and Hound in Brighton, and I walked in, and Cemetery Gates was playing. And it's like, you don't hear this anywhere. And I, I immediately, like, after like five minutes, realised they were just playing like some greatest hits album. But to walk into that is just like bizarre. There's certain songs that you just feel like they shouldn't exist out in the world they just exist in your little hmm. bubble of your headphones so what did you pick for new I picked Mitski she's pretty much the only new thing I've listened to that wasn't a recommendation from you yeah in the last lifetime yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> since my previous life <laughs> Yeah, a recommendation from my hairdresser. Oh, really? Yep. Shout him out. Saul. Saul. Saul Goodman, I think. Saul Goodman. Goodman. I've got a feeling that's the lawyer from... Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's another soul. <laughs> He's a hairdresser. That's he also really does something bad. else on the side. I'm not quite sure. Sorry, Seems Saul. dodgy. 
But it's all at Milo's. It's all. Don't put that. This is absolutely staying in. That's amazing. <laughs> Better call yeah. He's also a dodgy haircut. lawyer, but... <laughs> I'll find out his actual name. <laughs> Commercial. Your fringe has got a bit long. <laughs> Better call Saul. <laughs> uh, I don't know his last name. It's not on Instagram. We all know Saul the hairdresser. I mean, Sorry, Saul. Uh, everyone knows my legendary haircut on the podcast. Uh-huh. You're cringing, but don't. It's Milo's. Milo's in Brighton. We're going to shout is. them out. It's all about Milo's. Yeah. You don't go to Milo's. Romy Langley! <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, really sorry, Saul. I'm definitely <laughs> going to tell everyone next time I go there. I've had a few pints. She has to it's, be fair. Yeah, my bad. So, where do we? How do we get on, Saul? He Mitski. he it put you on to Mitski. Yeah, he's got very, very good music taste. Yeah. So Mitski. Yeah. Uh, so which album did you get on to Mitski on? I got on at. Uh, Bury me at Makeout Creek, which is a Simpsons quote, and I is it? absolutely adore the Simpsons. So yeah, you do. You chain watch the Simpsons like no one I've ever known. I've Still. never stopped. Yeah. Forever yeah. up to season eleven, and I think the quotes aren't in they season on like eighteen now? But it's a it's a good episode. Who no, even, it got shit for. A, who even knows a what season anything in the Simpsons happens? It's like no one knows what. No one knows a Friends episode. Oh, I've seen season four. <laughs> Just like someone who chain watches the Simpsons yeah, yeah, constantly. I just always think about the episode when Bart steals the um, the video game. Yeah, it ends on the golf the golf game. Yeah. Just always my favorite episode. <laughs> I like the one with Tony Hawk's Putting challenge. Oh, that's a great one. Where he's like, um, <laughs> where Tony Hawk's is when Homer tries to have a conversation and he's like, "Can we have a chat?" Or whatever the word is. He's like, "He's an ultimate chat." <laughs> I would start shouting him. Like, no, I didn't say ultimate to the max. <laughs> that could be so wrong. And Simpsons fans out there are going to hate me for getting that so wrong. But you know what I mean. The the spirit is there. Simpsons is funny. But I it might be nine years since I watched The Simpsons. Although funny enough, you've you've dropped quite a lot of Simpsons quotes in this show. Have I? Yeah. When? You, every now and then you're like, it's like in The Simpsons when he does this. <laughs> you do it oh. quite a bit. <laughs> Well, that's why she's so proud of her big brother. Yeah. Are you? So, <laughs> let's not go there. Um, so, Mitski. Mitski. You went in at that album. Is that the first album? No. No, she released a few on SoundCloud, I think. Okay. I think that's the first vinyl. I got the vinyl. Okay, this is ignorant, but English, not English? No, she's from New York. New York. Yeah. Much better. Yeah, much cooler. Yeah. New York. Uh, so, what is it that you love? Her lyrics are great. I just... She's quite... Um, always seems quite provocative. Like, what was the last album called? It was called Puberty 2. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> puberty so, like, really well. I mean, an album... Talk, I, I assume it talked about puberty. But, like... The second Just, coming. like, throwing that out there. Just, like... Yep go for it yeah it's big yeah I I feel like I resonate quite a lot with her yeah it's kind of provocative but in a kind of shy self-conscious sort of way not in a 
bad way. Yeah. Are but, you a bit like Tim in that you you kind of focus in on lyrics quite a lot in music than yeah. than instrumentals and stuff? Yeah, it's all about lyrics, really. Interesting. Yeah. Instrumentals. It comes in a very, very close second, but lyrics top it. Okay. Easily. Yeah, I think so because I, I think all music is basically about like human connection and like someone like Mitski, I haven't listened to a huge amount, but um, whatever that one with a slash in the middle of late spring something like yeah. that, I really really love and that really kind of resonated with me for a certain period. Like that that's kind of what I love and I think. Um, it's why you liked Patrick Wolf. It's why I, who I, Ezra Furman, I think is the American Patrick Wolf. I think that kind of lyrical content is kind of what's, um, it's what draws me into music. And I think you are kind of similar. I don't know if we just got that naturally or if we got that from dad or. Yeah, I don't know. I think if a song sounds great, but it's not saying anything, it's well I'm, I'm not that interested. Yeah. It just pisses me off a little bit it's yeah. funny because sometimes I I can tap into the emotion of instrumentals just as much as you could lyrics yeah I can hear some songs and not have to hear a lyric that, and, that, and that's fair it. as well because I think it's an interesting thing in that say you've got a five piece band you know what we're tapping into is the emotion that one person whoever's written the lyrics is uh trying to express but you've got another four people who are also trying to say something in that song mm. so it also may have something to do with the fact that I don't know necessarily about you Lizzie but because I grew up knowing how to make music as well yeah. I know when somebody wants to kind of portray a certain emotion they might use certain things and so when I hear a song I, I'll kind of know what they're kind of trying to say yeah. but unlike me Lizzie's really musically talented really I wouldn't say so. Don't like. But there you go. But you, you sing, you play, you play instruments. You no, I I played piano for a while, but um, I don't really play music anymore. But no, I reckon you're always good yeah. though. You always pick I mean, things up. I do pick things up, but I haven't for a long time. But I think because we're not musicians, yeah, lyrics resonate a lot more yeah. because we don't pay so much attention to what's going on in the yeah, instruments yeah, and yeah. I'm quite lazy <laughs> <laughs> aren't we <Yeah>. all <laughs> so what is the Mitski track that you've picked alright the one you mentioned first love last spring that's the I one absolutely yeah. love but I I'm gonna go for jobless Monday jobless Monday Every Monday for Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Monday I go into the office actually, so fuck you two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's give it a little listen. It's a windy afternoon. Can't afford to buy
and it was great as soon as it kicked in I knew exactly which song it was like that album I'm pretty familiar with I've listened to it quite a number of times and I really love it I believe you don't know that Harry you'd be correct what were your feelings about it I liked it I did I do know her a little I don't know what I've listened of hers but I know that at some point at the very beginning of tracks we've shouted her out at some point I think on Twitter and I've listened to a little bit so yeah there's a real uh, like a purity in the voice that I really love and like like you say like an honesty and kind of a I don't know something to sort of latch on to I think yeah definitely and I feel like it's a similar kind of resonance I have with that that I have with Morrissey which we'll come on to later yeah which is the kind of depressing lyrics yeah of course but <laughs> relatable but with the sort of uplifting yeah music yeah that, think... that kind of brings it all together and makes it feel like you can resonate it without yeah crying because like <laughs> no because I think it's true because uh, sometimes when you kind of connect to the you know quote unquote depressing lyrics because we all sort of recognise that it is that sometimes but, like, there's such a relief in feeling like, ah, oh, I'm not the only one who's mad. That, like, <laughs> that you feel sort of uplifted by it. That even though the singer isn't singing something positive, you kind of want a positive music behind it. Like, that somehow fits beautifully. Yeah, the instrumental, I think it really makes it. Because there's a lot of more miserable stuff that yeah. I can definitely resonate with but I really don't want to listen to on a regular basis yeah no I know <laughs> like I I've kind of um it's I mean it's it may it remains uh, my album of the year so far and I've talked about it a lot on this podcast but uh Kane Strang his album um I uh lyrically really really resonate with it I feel like he's really insightful he's kind of um He's very much of my age group, which I've, I feel like I haven't found um, many lyricists who are kind of living through the moment that I'm living through and still sort of talking about really insightfully in a way that I connect to. But, musically, a bit depressing. So, like, if I listen to too much Kane Strang, I get a bit, like, <laughs> miserable. So, like, something like that, which has a bit of uplift as well, is kind of great. Like, that's what you really want. That's what you really want to latch onto. Yeah, it really makes a difference. Do you like um, Regina Spector? I do. Yeah, I was... Harry loves Regina Spector. I just assumed I, you might, because she's very good. Yeah. Oh, you've listened to that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's lyrically great. Yeah. And I, I just assumed you would listen to something yeah. like her. Yeah. No, okay. she's really, really good. She's another one who kind of taps into that. Yeah. But, yeah, it makes a difference. I was saying earlier that I deleted my sad playlist yeah so, so it had a great name right you need you need to you need to put this out there do i yeah you do <laughs> because like we've been so, talking about edwin collins loads on this podcast recently as well yeah so i have a playlist called falling and laughing great show which is yeah my my general mood playlist yeah which for people who don't know orange juice yeah of course brilliant song um, and then I have a falling and crying, <laughs> <laughs> which is for the really bad days. And but you I got rid of that one. Yeah, I recently deleted that, which is probably Why? a good thing. 
Because there's no more bad days anymore. Yeah, but sometimes those songs can help you through bad times. I probably should have kept it, but I don't know. I felt like I didn't need it anymore, obviously, which is probably a good thing. thing. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But it it made me struggle with my... Was it cathartic to delete it? I don't even remember. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if there'd be a moment. Oh, I thought where... it'd be like this seminal moment, like it... on the beach at dawn. It should have been. Well, I'm... I wonder if there'd be a moment where you have this record that you always play when you're sad, and then there's a moment where you're like, I don't need it, and you just throw it out the window. Yeah, exactly. For some reason, I'm imagining somebody in New York, and they're just throwing it out the window. Because <laughs> we, uh, we imagine our whole lives in New York. When just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy, I'll live in New York. I'll too. still throw <laughs> records out the window. <laughs> Because there's zombies there. It's Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> oh, I like that one. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a great choice. And I believe, while we were listening to that, you had like a little bit of hesitation that you thought you should have picked another Mitski song. So, for our listeners, do you just want to shout out what you would have liked? Not instead, but like another song that they should also listen to. Yeah, the one that you mentioned, First Love, Last Spring. I just think it's fantastic. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And that whole album, really. Yeah. I could have picked any song from that album and I would have doubted myself because I would have wanted to pick another one. Yeah. So, that whole album. Yeah. Listen to it. It's got to be done. It's yeah. brilliant. Absolutely. Go listen. Now. <laughs> now. Do it. <laughs> I think they've listened now. Okay. So... You're halfway. I am halfway. You're old new. Borrowed. Borrowed. You've alluded to this earlier. I did. Where are you going with borrowed? It's got to be our dad. I've... Our dad. Our dad. (laughs) I've uh, overlooked him twice. Once for... To be fair, the first time for one of my best friends, so that was kind of okay. The second time for a DJ that I've never met. Oh... But he did play, still, a song that I listen to about four or five times a day. It's not even on Spotify. I have to YouTube it every time. So, like, really important. Everyone out there, if you didn't listen to that episode, go and listen to Norma Fraser to First Cut is the Deepest. It's probably the best song ever. Literally the best song ever. But you're going to do what I should have done a long time ago and take a borrowed track from Dad. I have to. Okay. I couldn't overlook him. Yeah. He's the vast majority of my music taste, to be honest. Really? The vast majority? I'd say so, at least derived from yeah, what yeah, he yeah. loves. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for old Stevie G. <laughs> <laughs> so <a> sexy playlist. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you taking? Because... Um, there are many options. He's not a he's not a one band man. I mean, are you going mad? Are you going cabaret Voltaire? I can't go <laughs> that far. No, because no to one be likes it. <laughs> what is it? It's not great. Cabaret Voltaire is really bizarre. Can you out loud? So this is one of the bands my dad, our dad really loves. It's they're kind of an experimental band. They were an experimental band. The experiment went wrong. Who they kind they were kind of part of the punk scene. Okay. Who they kind of wanted to take pop music as it was and do it the opposite yeah. way. 
It's interesting. I guess uh, <laughs> someone like uh, so hard you... listening instead of easy listening. It's different, definitely. Do you know difficult listening. Uh, public service broadcasts. Yes, I do. Yeah. So like they're a kind of um, palatable version, I would say, of what Cabaret Voltaire are. Cabaret Voltaire okay. are. So you know, loads of like archive footage and like weird noises and stuff like that. You get a lot of that in Cabaret Voltaire. Can I just? Um... It's just come to mind. It's not related to anything. But British Sea Power. Do you know them as a band? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> they come. They seem to come up all the time. And yeah. someone said they were like a Brighton band once. And I, all this stuff just... Like, someone was talking about how big they were. And I was just yeah. thinking, how have I never... Like, I'd heard of them before. But apparently they were really big. I can't remember yeah. what it was. I think they headlined some big thing there once. Was... And I was just like, who are they? So... They have completely missed me. I mean, they've completely passed me by as well, but in, like, a kind of... If they're great, then I apologise to listeners because I've kind of deliberately allowed them to pass me by because I feel like from being, like, 18 to 23, they played at every festival I went to. Yeah. And I very much didn't see them ever. Yeah. And I've still never seen them ever. But they were everywhere. Like, I can't remember everywhere I went, it was. it was like, Brucey Power, Brucey Power, Brucey Power. Yeah. I think they had, they, yeah, they headlined something that was really big and the people were making a big fuss about it. And I was like, I've, I know this name. And I think <laughs> yeah. I've looked them up before. And I'll I know that name until the day I die. And and whoever like, you just said then, who was, who was Cabaret it? Voltaire. Was it? No, bef- just after that, a band that was like... Uh, uh, public Service Broadcast. Yeah, it just reminded me. Just yeah. a three-word name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, carrying on. Yeah, I think they're kind of the lineage... But like in a way less extreme way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely very punk. But you're not going for them, right? Oh no. No, that's what we're saying. <laughs> oh, okay. No. okay. Absolutely not. Because <laughs> like we've both been in the car at times and had to listen to a bit of Cabaret Voltaire, oh. and it's it's a long old journey. I'll tell you what. It's a real struggle. Worthing never felt so far away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in the back listening to Share and whatever, and you're listening to that experimental punk. <laughs> God. From Dada is. Dardis, I don't know what the plural of that is. And I've just got, I've got knocked down in the back for like 10 years of <laughs> my life. Car I'd rather be in. Shumba <laughs> So, you're not going Cabaret Voltaire? I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah, this was a struggle as well, because there's so many I could have gone for. I feel like, as I'm here, potentially once in a lifetime... Really not. I mean, you have to come back next week and we'd like, yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> asking this happening. Um, I need to stick some Morrissey in there. Yeah, it's got to be. So, on the podcast, I've talked about our trip up to Manchester for Moz. Yeah. One of the interesting things about the actual set was that me and Dad uh, stood next to each other and watched it, and you... Uh, just disappeared into the crowd yeah. not to be this, seen yeah. again I was separated from the group I don't know if you were separate I think you ran away I don't I didn't try to did you want to go and you enjoy were so Ben Morrissey on your own no there was I think the first note of Suede Head and you were gone the <laughs> first note of Suede Head and there was like there's a weird charge at least a five foot charge <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I was pushed ahead by loads of yeah strange people yeah. and I was just in a strange sea. To them, you were just another one of the strange person. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what was going on, but I just kind of left you behind. Yeah, for the entire set. We didn't see you until it had finished. <laughs> well, I couldn't, I couldn't get back. You definitely there. could have got back. I but probably I could have, but I didn't, I didn't great. want to be further back from Morrissey. You just enjoy the moment. Before you know it, the show's over. Yeah, you exactly. don't even know you've gone away. And 
if I'd wanted to, not wanted to, if I could have gone back, I probably would have because I was surrounded by a lot of sweaty people. Oh, everyone was sweaty. <laughs> I and people who who didn't know any you. of the songs, yeah. like who I only mean, sung to Swedehead, pretty much. I mean that sucks. If I were there, I wouldn't have even sung to that. No. Did you, you play any? Did you, didn't you say you played the Smith songs? Some on Smith songs. No, he played a bit of Meat Is Murder. He played uh, Rubber Ring. A bit and... of Meat Is Murder. No, no, he played all of Meat Is Murder. He played a bit of Rubber Ring. Sorry, other yeah. way around, uh, and that was it, right? And what she said. Oh yeah, he played what she said as well. Yeah, that's great. It's weird being this kind of room because I really don't have a a love or even sometimes a massive liking for Morrissey. Yeah, and I, I almost want to apologise, but I just I was never I just nice. never got into that yeah. thing. I find him a bit of a sod, but I think. I think, I think, <laughs> I think when, come back at me, come on. <laughs> I think the thing is when you're us and like if I didn't know who Morrissey was until I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, mm-hmm. I might have thought a bit of a knobhead actually. But yeah. like because I got into him when I was like twelve, thirteen, it's like Well, do you know who I God. can compare him to? Who I feel like I can compare him to and he probably wouldn't like it, but He's a bit like all my friends who hate Kanye. Yeah. A lot of my people, a lot of my people, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my friends who really dislike Kanye, uh, dislike him because they just don't get him or they haven't got the time to listen to yeah, him. They're, they're, they're... And I don't dislike Morrissey. I love, I really love Dismiss. Yeah. I, you know, Morrissey's just just fine. Yeah. But I, I'm not like into him. And I feel a lot of people I know that just really don't like Kanye yeah. because I mean, they haven't given I him time. As much. You know, I mean, we it, one it's potentially so divisive, and two you could talk about it for hours. But I do think, um, I think a lot of what resonates with me about Kanye are similar things that resonate with me about Moz, like the kind of outspoken lunatic. It's like <laughs> that's what you want your rock stars to be, and not, yeah. but not ob- not obnoxious. Like one of the interesting things about watching. The Oasis documentary. I came away thinking, God, Oasis were a really, really great band. Like, some incredible, incredible songs. I still came away from it, even after, like, seeing the upbringing Noel and Liam had, seeing their mum, seeing their dad. Like, they had a really difficult life. But I still came away from it thinking, absolute knobheads. Like, I've got no time for those two at all. What knobheads. You... Whereas Kanye, Moz... They're outspoken. You want to hear what they want to say, don't yeah. you? You're just waiting for the yeah, next thing. You want to know what they say about everything. Like, <laughs> I just want to know their view. What do you uh, honestly think about um, people saying that Oasis are better than... people? Someone that said Oasis did what the Beatles did, but in a short amount of time. They're fucking idiots. Yeah. They don't have any clue about the musical landscape when these two acts emerged. Okay. Like, how can a band who created essentially what pop music is and modern music is be compared to someone who turned up two years after the Smiths like no no okay. it's not a thing the Beatles we wouldn't be sat here the music we all love and know from the last 50 years wouldn't exist if it even a lot of the hip hop and stuff we listen to yeah. take stuff from of course Beatles. they just they created pop music yeah it is what it is and maybe someone else would have done it but they were the ones who did. How do you feel that that whole thing you just said is going down as like a quote for Fine. Put all it the on big my, famous? Put on my epitaph. I will. 
That's um, going to be in the news tomorrow morning, yeah. I hope you know. But to go back, you're picking a dad song. I'm picking a dad song. And it's going to be... I've got to. It's going to be Moz. It's going to be Moz. Are we going Smiths or Moz? We're going Moz. We're going full Moz. And I didn't want to pick anything that people would likely know already. Because yeah. people who automatically dislike Morrissey going to dislike Morrissey, (laughs) (laughs) whatever happens. But I didn't want something that people who do like Morrissey will almost definitely have already heard. So I'm going to go for a Patti Smith cover of Redondo Beach, and I absolutely love it. Banger. It's incredible. Let's go. Let it be known. Dreaming hotel We just had a quarrel I sent you away I was looking for you Are you gone, gone? Called you on the phone But there was no answer We've just come back from Moz. Uh, a little bit of disclosure to listeners. We had an extended break there. That happened. We went and got some more beers, so... Get the beers in. Um, Lizzie, can you refresh everyone in the room's memory? Why did we pick that song? Well, well we. I say you. What, what made that be your pick? Your Moz pick? Um, I needed something from my dad. Yep. Yeah, we know it that. had to be done. And Morrissey is the main thing that your dad's given and, you, you think? Uh, I feel like I don't remember the first time I heard Smiths or Morrissey. It just seems like something that's been with me it's like, um, all of my Smith's life. Birth. Yeah, is that either in like Love Actually or uh, About a Boy, one of the two? It's like uh, ev- the guy says like everyone's born instinctively knowing every word to every Beatles song. I think we're a little bit like that with the Smiths. Like, it's just too much, just radiated yeah. in our face or our whole lives. Yeah, I have no recollection of my first hearing it. It's just, it's been there for a very, yeah. very long time. Yeah, but that, that was a cool choice. Like that was a bit out there, a bit different. Patti Smith's been in the news today as well, which is quite interesting. She said of today's crop of pop stars, "I don't care how big your ass is." If I feel your music does not strike a real chord, or it does not speak to me, then I turn off right in the middle. How do you feel about that? I think fair. I think fair. Do you think fair, Harry? I think I think fair. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Who's that really having a go at? Um, For some reason, it seems to be Alicia Keys, according to this article. But really, I think that's a strange person to currently be. Yeah, I know. Who who cares? (laughs) Yeah. But like, I, I suppose there's a lot, I think, you know, what we've talked about a lot, lyric, about lyrics in this episode, I think it kind of speaks to that, right? That if you're not, you haven't got something to say, then why should someone listen to you? You haven't got anything nice to say. Then don't say anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> Said me man when you were young. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Less of this. Uh, <laughs> I can do it. Regional uh, racism. Anyway, great show. And it carries us through because 
You are three quarters of the way there now. Three um, ticks. And I think you've you've done pretty damn well. I'm going to put that out there. Thank you. But you have to finish the job. Yeah. Blue. Blue. It's a difficult one. It is. What? When you very first had to think of blue, what was the first thing that came to your head? I. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't want to potentially go out on a sad song. No. So you weren't thinking of a blue song. No. And then I just <laughs> I just searched blue on Spotify. And it I was did. the band Blue. It, it was all blue. Yeah. And it wasn't good. No. And I had one back up in my head the whole time, and I think it's what I'm going to fall back on. Really? Okay. Yeah. So is it? A song or a person that you love, or is it kind of making the best of a bad situation? I I do really love this song. It's not one that I would have chosen if I had more time to think about it. Oh. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> Just because I wanted to choose something a little bit different. But I don't know if this isn't different, because it's something that I've known for a long time, but I don't know... Okay, so you're going to have to drop the name and then we can analyse whether it is or is not. I'm going Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison Blues. I think that's a bit out there. I mean, Johnny Cash is obviously a big name. Say false in Prison Blues. Folsom. Folsom. Folsom Prison Blues. Okay. But like, obviously Cash is a big name. That's not a big tune. Yeah. Because I listen to a lot of music from that kind of era and I feel like that's a big one, but I don't know if other people... I don't know if it's a big one for that era of people who don't really listen to it that much. What is it about that era for you? It's it's all soul. Is that what it is? It is. It's, it's the heart in it. I love the... I love the vocals. I love... I love the sound... And the depth of the sound. Yeah. Because, like... The, the old school recording. It's funny, because even just as I sit here with you now, like, we will both kind of openly talk about the music that our dad gave us. But two things that definitely mum put on as we were growing up. Beatles, guaranteed. Yeah. She put that in our lives. And Motown. Like... It, it was all about Motown. Yeah. They mm. were big mum I mean, obviously, you've then got, like acoustic rock whatever that album was with like Crowded House and um, I can't even remember who else was on that Damien Rice yeah there's that one particular album which I can just hear and like and then just like Vivaldi like (laughs) but yeah like in terms of soul like Motown was put in our lives by mum that was the entry shout out mum definitely yeah and yeah that's definitely how I got into that yeah era of music and I absolutely love it and it feels like mine yeah because no one really gave that stuff to me yeah and it's not a borrowed one okay but it is blue it is okay. definitely blue so introduce it for us Lizzie so Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash <laughs> Rolling around the bend And I ain't seen the sunshine Since 
I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me son So that was Johnny Cash and Folsom Prison Blues Not Prism Prison Blues Um... I don't know much about Johnny Cash, so do you know a lot about him, or is this kind of just one song of his that you like? I don't know a lot about him, to be honest. You don't have to. I'm not. No. I'm not telling you to give <laughs> us a little bio of him. Yeah. But I've. But... I think probably the only thing I've heard is "Ring of Fire," and most people will think that's a terrible thing to say. But just haven't gone into it. I'm not bothered. I feel like I've seen more photos than I have heard songs. Like, yeah. he looked dead cool. Is it? What's this? What's this? The <laughs> that film that's about him? Is it? The some of the line along Walk the line. line. Walk the line. I should. I should see that. Maybe that'll give me a little bit more yeah, of insight about him. But I've never seen any films. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Silly. Um, I don't know what a film is. <laughs> no moving picture tint. <laughs> I don't know. Um. But yeah, I I I I knew that. Immediately, I liked it. It takes me to, like, yeah. I I don't know if it's kind of seeing old films where that kind of music is over the top and you see, like, the old kind of black and white. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, old footage where there's, like, the black and white prison costumes. Yeah. I don't know if it's having heard that kind of music connected to those kind of images that makes me, that makes it so evocative of... I agree that with kind you. of era that's in a prison. Why I, that's why I started thinking of, and what the reason why I laughed there is because I was thinking I couldn't remember the name again. I was thinking forever where art thou, brother? <laughs> oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah. Forever there, where art thou, brother? <laughs> I, I thought of that. Now. Yeah, oh, brother, where art thou? That's straight away what I thought, and that starts. That's got prison stuff yeah. in it, and but that's what I mean. I don't know where the connection comes from, but certainly that. Well, it's just it Southern just America of yeah. that time, in that yeah, yeah. which like yeah. We're like a little bit obsessed by that kind of era of America. Just America. Just America in general, yeah. We stop talking about American things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is kind of. So yeah, I, I loved that because it it conjures that up for me. Yeah, there's a lot of imagery that comes with that. Yeah, absolutely. Even though you can't really resonate with it yourself. Yeah. And. I don't know what it is about you get, it. But... You get different things from music, though. Sometimes you can really, like you say, you listen to something that is personally close to you. Sometimes you might hear it because it reminds you of a time you watched a film, like, for instance, for me, then, just then. Sometimes it's because of, like Tim, just it reminds him of something that he's learnt about in the past or something, yeah. whether it's about a certain time. I think whatever. that's a beautiful thing about it. It reminds me, what you just said, reminds me a little bit of uh, the day... Bowie died, which obviously for you, Lizzie, I'm amazed that Bowie hasn't made it into your fall because you're a huge Xavier fan. Xavier. I, I was very, very sad to not put him into my fall. Yeah. But the it's, the reason I was it kind of uh, made me think of that was the day he died. I was listening to the radio all day, and there was everyone just a deluge of people sending in emails and sort of sharing their thoughts and their feelings about his passing. And he was someone who some people connected to like 
I remember watching Labyrinth with my older sister, or I remember like dancing to, you know, whatever with my mum, or like he kind of spanned all these different things, or just like I remember seeing him on the front of Smash Hits and just thinking, what the hell is that? Like he mm-hmm. was kind of all of these mediums in one person, and I think like music does that as well. Like it kind of evokes all these different feelings and memories. I think we um, will do a Bowie episode because I think he died uh, just before my birthday. Am I right in thinking it was the 10th of January? I've literally just said that. So okay, good. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Lizzie, you are ruining the illusion <laughs> of editing. Stop it. We didn't invite you here for that. Um, yeah, we, we, we missed out on doing something kind of special. The point is we didn't um, come out till the 8th of March to come out. <laughs> Turns out we're gay. <laughs> um, no, we didn't. Yeah, eighth of March. So we kind of we were past that moment to really properly pay tribute to. We've, well, I mean, we've played Bowie on the podcast a yeah, number of course. times, and you know, said. But he is worth a full hour. Yeah, maybe even more than that. Yeah, and we'll get Lizzie back because probably more than anyone I know, that hit hard, right? Really hard. Yeah. Yeah, I I took the day off college yeah. to just mourn for a day it didn't take much to did you... make you take a day of college though did it let's be honest <laughs> not enormous <laughs> finally a reason not an enormous amount yes. but... <laughs> did but... you go up to london to see his um the wall no i was just sad i need to yeah. listen to bowie for a day yeah and watch his films and just yeah like I um, it's one of the again, like I was just saying, it that Bowie had so many different connections for me. Like I there's loads of Bowie songs that I absolutely love, but for me, the kind of most joyous uh, Bowie moment of my entire life is I can't remember what birthday of yours it was. Maybe 18th when I bought you the Man Who Fell to Earth, <laughs> and we sat in the living room and watched it. And the DVD, like, kept skipping <laughs> on, like, the most bizarre sex scene you've ever seen in your entire life. And it's our whole family. And me and you are just, like, in tears of laughter. Like, not again! Anything but this again. Just, like, weird alien David Bowie having horrible sex. And we just have to watch it, like, five times because the DVD just keeps skipping back. I think it might wow. have even been my 16th birthday, which yeah. is even worse. Yeah, because I, I had no, I'd never seen it. I was like, Lizzie likes Bowie, and I've heard this film's good, so I'll buy it for her. I've never like, heard of that. Like, this is what I mean. Like, he just spanned everything. And that, for me... That's like there's something that's my happiest memory of Bowie. Hasn't something just this week or next week come out? He's just brought out some new songs, which I well he I, hasn't. Um, but no, but they've released Lazar- a new Bowie. Is it Lazarus? I, yeah, I don't feel good about personally. It to me, it sounds like um, when Amy Winehouse died, and I think and like a, a year later, I think you know all these uh, musicians die, and the record companies and whoever owns their music cash in on it. The thing, the thing, and that they, really, I know they yeah. call it a, a tribute and stuff, yeah. but I, I, I feel like Amy's. I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't heard a majority of it, but I feel like a lot of it was kind of covers and just things that have been not released because they were like the thing that really frustrates me about this is like more than any artist or musician in human history, Bowie dictated exactly how he wanted to go out. Yeah, he came out, he did the bow, the curtain fell. 
That was it. Because he knew, right? Yeah. Of course he knew. And Black Star was his final goodbye. And then you get these songs coming out. It's like, this isn't the last thing he wanted us to hear. And I feel really uncomfortable even listening to it. I, I really haven't enjoyed it. It's been on Six Music All Week and I've really felt I s- so uncomfortable listening to it because it's like, oh, okay, he so didn't you want this. Like, he really didn't want this to I be I think that's it. a very poignant point because I, I still haven't listened to Black Star. I'm still waiting for a time that I think it's going to be right to listen to it. Yeah. I think maybe a year. I think I might wait till 10th of January next year um, and then listen to it then. I don't know. I've just kind of been putting it off. Yeah. But... um. I think that's a very good point. Actually, he did. He orchestrated his own fate. He, yeah, it was his own thing. And it was a it was a perfect goodbye. It was it was one. Of, it was the best album he'd made for twenty years easily. Mm. And I know some whoever did kind of say this. Let's bring this out. They wouldn't maybe have been doing it. I, I can't say even maybe. I can't say that they were doing it to make money. Yeah. Um. But I know that that is a huge thing in the music industry. Yeah. And it is likely that that. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of thing happens. But instead of like focusing on the negative, I mean, we're here, so we're going to talk about it. Like, what's your favourite Bowie era? My favourite Bowie era? And I love Hunky Dory. Yeah. See, mine's changed since since he passed, though. Because I was a Hunky Dory guy. I think... Now I'm a Young Americans guy. Really? I've listened to Young Americans so much since he passed. Like, I just, I'm obsessed with it. It's so great. I think it's all fantastic. Yeah. To be I mean, honest, you could, you could go for anything and no one could yeah. complain about it. The good thing but is that I think people are going to be taking from him forever. Yeah. Yeah. He's mm. he's made a he stamped his yeah. thing in music and but low I think it's Yeah. underappreciated. Absolutely, yeah, really underappreciated and absolutely fantastic yeah. and I I love that album. Yeah. I think I didn't feature him because no, it's it's difficult. I can't choose a favorite. I can't choose one song that encapsulates everything. Bowie is no. Also, you probably left out a hundred other people as well. Yeah, but, oh yeah, of you course. Just think yeah. of, you know, it's, it's a difficult question. That's a ridiculous amount that I could have put in here. Yeah, it's four songs from every song that was ever made. <laughs> like, let's be very serious about how stupid that is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but, and have we even talked about your pick yet? Yeah, we have. We've Not done four this picks now. Extent. Yeah. We're I'm four sure. picks in. I don't know where we are. But Bowie especially, I just couldn't choose one. No, I agree. It, it wouldn't do him justice. No, because I think you're, uh, you have a pillow a bowie pillow that kind of you sleep on bowie in some ways is the most perfect thing because it's just it's like 10 different bowie heads floating around and it's like yep. it's all the different bowies it's like which one's your favorite i don't i don't know i, I love all the bowies i can't pick one it's just it's like 10 different people but also the same man and that's kind of mad and beautiful incredible i can't remember i think it was the um the daft punk um if you go on netflix and watch the daft punk uh, documentary, their whole thing about um, covering themselves because they wanted to just show the music and it wasn't yeah. about them. Here's a man who invented that about just kind of yeah. being whoever he wanted to be. He was a comedian. A comedian, yeah, exactly. I thought he was a comedian. I mean, he was, he that was, as he well. was that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the great thing, and I think like um, we all love it, is like when you look at something and you just feel like it's from 
just another world. I don't know what that is. Like, it's nice to see someone that you really relate to on stage. But also, you kind of just want to see like someone who's like a mad do you rock feel star like, alien. It's like, what is that? Do I don't you think know. people are trying to do that now? Or do you think... No, I don't see anyone I feel like people that. are trying to do the same thing. Who? Uh, okay, so you're, you're looking at people like... And I'm not saying they're the same. I'm just saying the people that might have tried to do the same thing. Who's the, who's the woman who tries to like hide her eyes? Sia. You got her. You have um, Gaga. I don't know. The, these kind of pop artists that try to be yeah. something. I know different. what you mean. They're all taking influence, but influence. Yeah, just, but I can't think of the last person that's made such level. a huge difference. In because I don't know. I don't think it can be done now. Yeah. It would be something that we can't foresee. I think. Yeah. I think someone will make that impact again. I don't. I'm not one of these people who believes that like it's been the done. age of pop culture is dead and like the age of having a cultural impact is dead. I don't believe that at all. Did but you? Um... I think. I think there's not an artist out there right now who I look at and think they're going to hit like Bowie here. Yeah? The great thing about um, the music and the industry itself is that sometimes you don't realise these things until later on. Were people at the time when Bowie was doing his thing? Were they finding it just strange, or were they like, this is the next big thing? I don't think you can imagine now, or anyone who wasn't there at the time, what it must have felt like when he came out on the last night of the tour and said, Ziggy Stardust is dead. Like, yeah. Like, that was... Like, that's just ridiculous. This is how this is how I felt when um, I mentioned earlier off mic about The weekend doing his whole death yeah. of the old yeah, weekend, like that's, that's and, and I watched it and just now. thought... You know, yeah. this isn't you. <laughs> You're doing. You've done a very quick kind of nod to that kind of thing, but you know, it was just a funky haircut. Is what you had. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. You're not changing anything. Um. But I do find it interesting to think what the next big thing will be. Who who will maybe grace that stage? Yeah. We probably won't ever know until later on when they look so, back. So they- until we all realise it was Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do you, is it is it just me or did um like Bowie loved Kanye, didn't he? Didn't I don't he? know. I think there was did a Bowie love Kanye. I don't know Bowie's opinion on Kanye, but I can imagine. That yeah, I feel like they were kindred spirits. I, I think Kanye is the closest anyone could come. I mean, we're really going to say that on air? That's Yanis from Foles said he's like one of the only people in the world yeah. who like um tries to do something different in music that's a yeah it's a very controversial statement that I because you're not you're not saying they're the same thing you're just saying they 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 have the same kind of but also I think within a certain context like if you talk about a musical career if you look at the version of Kanye that put out 808s and Heartbreaks and the version of Kanye that put out T-Lop like that is like a yeah. kind of just because he's doing it in a recreation of yeah. himself. He's like, not doing it. He's just because he's not wearing like hot pants and makeup doesn't mean he's like not doing the same thing yeah. or at least something equivalent or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting to look at these things anyway. Yeah, but we've gone so far off topic from Johnny Cash. It's mental. <laughs> we should really draw it back and say, Lizzie, what a great old new borrowed blue. Thank you. You smashed it. You did. Out of the park. It's so out of the park. I don't know where the ball's gone. Yeah. We're going to have to get some ball boy somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> You're talking nonsense. But we're going to end this in the traditional way when we have a guest. Oh, sh- There's a song to go out. 
and we have to do an old new borrowed blue competition. You've got a buy to the final. It's me versus Harry. Mm-hmm. See who makes it. Let's see if I remember to actually say what I get instead of just going, oh. <laughs> no, no, I've won the last three. Harry's on fire in the old new borrowed blue. This uh, fist is on fire. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Are we doing one, two, three, and then show? One, two, three, show. One, one two, two, three, three show. show. One, one, two, three, show. show. <laughs> one, two, three, three show. show. Yes. He's knocked me out of the park that was, again. <laughs> for listeners, that was uh, Stone versus Stone twice. And then that's David Stone again. <laughs> Harry. I honestly blocks. thought you were going to go paper to beat my rock. Yeah. But no. Rock, A yeah, instead of stone. Interesting. Rock, paper, scissors, it's called. <laughs> not stone, paper, scissors. <laughs> paper, scissors, stone. No, it's not. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, Look what we've unearthed here. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it's paper, scissors, stone, anyway. That's ridiculous. It's I've Garrett never heard that. Garrett. Oh, we do it now. Yeah, I'll commentate. One, two, three, go. The fists are flying. Three, go. It's paper one, on paper. Two, three. It's paper over rock to wins. I've won, people. So, listeners, I'm delighted that I've won that because I wanted to play this uh, song to you for ages. It's a song that has been brightening up my days every day for a number of weeks. I've known it for quite a long time, but somehow it's just kind of come back into my life. It's by an old kind of blues jazz singer called Lee Moses. And it comes in two parts, which is a really weird thing. I don't really know why. I mean, it would be like a six-minute song, but it's just kind of genius. I first came upon it uh, in an episode of Girls, my favourite show. Most of your music's from Girls, isn't it? Almost every song I've ever heard was on Girls first. Um, But it's just incredible. And I've been searching everywhere for uh, a video of Lee Moses singing this song live and I really still want this so if any of you guys out there have it send it to me please because otherwise it just doesn't exist and that's annoying but it's called Bad Girl Part 1 and Bad Girl Part 2 and I think it might be uh, the best song ever made so I'm just going to put that out there wow this is Lee Moses I guess we should say thanks for Yeah, thank you this. so much for listening. Thank you to Lizzie. Thank Lizzie. you, Lizzie, coming on. Thank you. It's been emotional for me. It's been beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure as always. Well, the pleasure, the privilege is mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dad's up next. This is Lee Moses. This is a song about a bad girl. Something that happened to me a long time ago. Everybody was telling me how the little girl was running around. If I had a head of my own, I just wouldn't listen to nobody. My father, he told me, my mother sat down and cried. So son, this woman will break your heart, and then she'll put you down.